0: Hello oh, and welcome to the 13th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Laura McFadden, and I'm here with Marina Fondin, uh, Fozzie, Kyle, hey Daryl, sup man?
1: Hi, uh, I appear to have <laughs> found myself on this show, yet again.
0: Yes, this is our gaming union admin, Daryl, and uh, he has agreed to join me for this quick impromptu This will be kind of a quicker podcast today, so I hope you guys don't mind. Everyone's mad busy because it's summer, and Fozzie is currently at work serving ice cream. Marina is hanging out with family. Kyle is probably scaling a building of Spider-Man style, for all we know. And Daryl and I, obviously, we we have no lives, and we're here. Thanks for that, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I'm in with that. Okay, so we have a quick show for you today. First, it'll be news and discussion, followed by music and outro. And uh, we actually have a little cool surprise for the music, so looking forward to talking about that. And um, just to remind you guys, this podcast comes out on iTunes on a rotating schedule, and the next will be on June 29th. And uh, we have a couple site updates. If you want to talk about that, Daryl?
1: Sure. This so I guess this is my area. So um, th- we actually have a new Kingdom Hearts Union website in development, and I must say it looks pretty sweet so far. It's going to be a nice new banner. It's going to be blue... As opposed to the current beige, sandy color, which... Kind
0: of kind of buttery yellow.
1: Yeah, not so keen on yeah. the current. <laughs> now. I'm kind of glad that the new one's in development. It should be out in a couple of weeks, I'm thinking. Also, well, on that note, Final Fantasy Union just launched. So if you haven't been to check it out, you should definitely do it, because it looks absolutely amazing. Uh, we've had really positive feedback from everyone, and I want to thank everyone that's been involved in helping it launch, especially Colin and Sean. As a third point, I'm going to e three. Should Woohoo! be should be fun. I'll be going with Kyle and some of the other staff members, and we should have some fun information about Kingdom Hearts. If there is anything disclosed In-
0: pertinent, which there might very well be, based on one of our news items that's coming up. So, all right. So I guess we will kick it right into Kingdom Hearts Union News. All right, so shout out to our news posters and content writers, of which we actually have a bunch of new ones. So congrats to you guys. Welcome aboard. And uh, Daryl is going to take this first one.
1: Okay, so our first bit of news is that Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep actually has a release date. And that's the 7th 7th of September, 2010, in uh, North America. I believe the European release is around that time, too. I think it's the same week. And there's actually a bit of confusion about this because in the last episode of Kingdom Hearts Union there was a bit of speculation about when the release date would be and the announcement about the release came the day after we recorded the show.
0: <laughs> so it's not Christmas like we thought it would be. It, it's um, not
1: too far off.
0: No, this isn't bad at all. This is still technically summer and I think that's what we were thinking a year or so ago, that it would be summer 2010.
1: And the so, good thing uh, is that there's no, there's going to be no um, big break between the European and the, the North American version.
0: I'm sure that makes you guys happy.
1: <laughs> it, it does make us very happy. We won't have to listen to all the North Americans saying how fantastic the game is while we can't play it ourselves.
0: I think I think you guys got Twowy first. I think Europe and Australia both got The World Ends With You before America. So that was like their little, ha, we're going to throw you guys a bone now.
1: I think we'd prefer it if it was done on bigger releases. I, yeah. you know, I may just be speaking for the rest of Europe inappropriately there, but
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, September seventh. I am officially not going to get anything done that month.
1: Great job, senior year. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you'd just be starting, weren't you? So
0: yeah, but it'll be good times. And um, kind of in addition to that, Daryl was saying there was also a press release in regards to the release date and we have some more voice actors confirmed. And I'm not sure if I said this on a previous podcast because I wasn't sure if I was allowed to, but back in January, I got a Facebook message from my good buddy, Richard Epcar, who we've interviewed on the podcast before, if you guys remember. And he wanted to confirm that he is Xehanort in the game. Now, what that means, we're not really sure, seeing as most voice, voice actors aren't really clear on, you know, the kind of clone, nobody crap going on are they even aware of it themselves i yeah not really sure (laughs) um some of the other voice actors uh included in that press release are jess mccartney naturally as ventus and that is actually a fix from our online article in which i believe the author said that uh he would be playing roxas i do not think roxas will be in this game (laughs) so um Willa Holland will be Aqua, and you might know her from The O.C. and Gossip Girl.
1: I personally don't know her from The O.C. and Gossip Girl.
0: Neither do I, <laughs> but I'll have to go give her a listen. And um, James Woods will be Hades, Yay. and he was the original. Yay, yes. And um, you want to talk about these other two that are rather large names?
1: I do, sure. Um, the first one is uh, we'll be playing Master Xehanort, and that's Leonard Nimoy, who people might remember as Spock from Star Trek. Which
0: is a rather huge honor for us to have. This is Christopher Lee proportions, I think.
1: Yeah. And the, on, on the note of Christopher Lee, someone from the same uh, universe, is uh, Mark Hamill, who people might know as Luke Skywalker.
0: And we're not sure what he's going to be yet. Uh, if it's Luke Skywalker, I'll be happy.
1: <laughs> Luke Skywalker suddenly makes a cameo appearance in the Western version of Birth by Sleep. thought so you've got some exclusive news there, Lauren.
0: Yes. Maybe he'll be in the, uh, birth- uh, the Lilo and Stitch world. He'll be out in space. Yes, so awesome voice actor news. Sounds like we're getting a all-star cast again, whereas in the last couple of smaller games we've kind of got some unknowns, some anime voice actors, which of course we love, but having kind of a star-studded cast is always exciting.
1: Yeah, I mean it started off really big and then kind of went down a bit.
0: And now we have Luke Skywalker and Spock on our cast, so... Cool. All right. And so the next bit of news actually pertains to where Daryl's going in a month or so.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, And that is that Nomura is going to be at E3. Finally gracing us with his presence. We should feel very (laughs) special.
0: We should. Not only is he saying something in Japan coming out of his little cave, he's coming to America to say it.
1: Yep, And it sounds like it's going to be a pretty big announcement as well. The uh, the the short version of this is that Shinji Hashimoto, who's the vice president of Square Enix and also the producer of Kingdom Hearts, has been on Twitter. Is a uh, his Twitter fiend apparently, and uh, he's been tweeting about some uh, meetings he had with Namura in Osaka about their new project, which he describes as incredible. Obviously, okay. he's going to not. He's not going to say it's terrible. <laughs> that would be a bit. Well, repeated. he
0: could have just said it sounds promising or it sounds somewhat good but no he said incredible so so what are we thinking that we think that might mean what
1: well he said that after the project the uh after the meeting the project has uh, had its direction set and it's gonna involve a soccer team which as we know are a big kingdom hearts team so it could be an announcement that's maybe kingdom hearts 3
0: let's hope <laughs> that'll be the the Solidest information we've had thus far about KH three.
1: Yeah, I, I mean Square Enix in past E 3s haven't really made a big announcement. I, I think the last one really was well last year they had Final Fantasy fourteen, but it's I don't really count that
0: because <laughs> it's online. Yeah, I mean It's Final Fantasy eleven again.
1: Yeah, and most people that don't play Final Fantasy eleven, so so uh, yeah, they haven't really had a big announcement other than like Final Fantasy thirteen going to the three sixty.
0: Yeah, I feel like that was the last big one.
1: There aren't really any. There isn't really anything to look forward to coming from Square Enix in terms of what Japan's producing. So they need a. Yeah. Big, they need a big game. They do. And and he's pretty much confirmed that Kingdom Hearts three is going to be one of the next three he's making. So why not be the first
0: one? May as well. Although, and hopefully that still includes his promise to keep Sora as the main character. So.
1: Also on this note, I have requested an interview with him at E3, but. I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: Oh my gosh. That just made me like 10 times more excited.
1: <laughs> he, he's pretty much the only big wig at Square Enix that we haven't interviewed.
0: You'll have to let us know if his outfits are covered in zippers and, and poles and and belts. Oh, We're actually
1: going to be <laughs> spending a ton of time at the Square Enix booth. So maybe we'll see him poking his head around somewhere. Just, maybe. Just grab him and then he'll fend us off because he's got evil Westerners and he hates us.
0: <laughs> evil Westerners shake his hand and then never wash that hand again etc all right so that wraps it up for news and now we're gonna take a couple questions and this, these are naturally from our kingdom hearts union podcast questions forum and the first one is from pokemon trainer j there's a fair few unsolved mysteries and hanging threads in kingdom hearts what would you most like to be answered
1: I'm, t- I'm going to let you take this one, Lauren.
0: <laughs> um, I'm going to be letting my fangirl side show through here. I would really like it if they would tell us whether or not Sora and Kyrie are a couple or not. And I know all the Yowie fangirls are throwing things at their screen right now, but I really do want to know. That's been one of my favorite plot points in Kingdom Hearts is the kind of romantic tension going on between Sora and Kyrie. So that's one thing I would really like them to clear up. And other than that... I would just really like them to clear up all the inconsistencies from the very first game, such as there's only one Keyblade in the whole universe, and now everybody and their mom has one.
1: It sounds like Nomura's planned it all, so, you know, he'll have some kind of weird backwards justification for why that is true.
0: They've they've managed to do that pretty well with a lot of things. Like, uh, Like with Crisis Core, they managed to throw in... Two or three characters that don't show up anywhere else in the series and make them disappear, kind of in a satisfactory way.
1: Yeah, like so- Cisne. what you know, where would she go to? She go. Who knows? She's disappeared. She's she's alive. I would hope. She's just she's just somewhere.
0: She's they, just, they even yeah. made
1: places exist that were never previously known.
0: Oh yeah, like uh, what was that, Benora? <laughs> Maybe we'll have. Well, and I'm excited for new worlds because. Frankly, I think that's one of my favorite bits is when all the um, new worlds come up and how they come up with all these ways that you know all the princesses get thrown together and uh, there's a lot from Kingdom Hearts one that I still feel hasn't been satisfactorily wrapped up. So hopefully, at some point, they remember what was going on in Kingdom Hearts one and stop faffing around with all the organization plot point and it's going like, back. It's to like the, the Matrix
1: original. where you know they had the first film it was a great success and then they were like. Crap, we need to make a sequel.
0: I've heard the second one was like, Bleh. and then the third one was like, oh, maybe we should actually do what we did the first time and make people like it. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. I didn't see either of them. The other question from Pokemon Trainer J is, which additional, as in after the first game, character has been the biggest waste? So now we've got to find a character to trash. Hmm.
1: I, I have see. one on the tip of my tongue. If you want, okay. me, to, uh, if you want me to go forward with that. and and that would be chicken little (laughs) we were were having a bit of discussion about this before the show and we were looking through the list of characters and 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 that's the one that just popped up mainly because no one really watched chicken little
0: (laughs) no they didn't it was the one that
1: just sucks as well just yeah he could pretty much just not be in the game and no one would be none the wiser.
0: no no in fact, most of the summons, although I use Stitch just because I love Stitch, but I swear the only reason that they put Chicken Little in there is, one, they could take it because it wasn't a Pixar character, because that was when Disney and Pixar were having a, you know, spouse fight. And <laughs> so it was, it was easy to throw him in without angering any lawyers, and I think they just wanted an excuse to have Zach Braff voice somebody. It's a good name drop. It is a good name drop, because we love Scrubs. If you haven't watched Scrubs, you really should watch that show. It's right. True,
1: and as we were saying, you know the the, voice, the caliber of voice actor, or not necessarily the caliber, the uh, the um, popularity of the voice actors and the recognition was kind of declining.
0: So I mean, I guess that was a decent name drop within the game, but not on somebody so expendable. I think I found him, used him once, and shoved him as far back in the menus as I possibly could, and never brought him out again.
1: So do you have anyone else, Lauren? Or are you just going with Chicken Little as well?
0: Hmm. Who's been the biggest waste? I would have to say that I was expecting to find at least one character I thought was really extraneous in the organization. But frankly, they're all hilarious and I love them. But I don't know. I think I like most of the main additions aside from things like, I I guess, the biggest waste as in they were in it and I was excited, but it didn't turn out as well as I expected. Was Jack Sparrow within the game? I felt like the one—the fact they didn't get Johnny Depp, although we do love James Arnold Taylor—the um, fact that they didn't get Johnny Depp to voice the character. And frankly, I felt like they gave Will and Liz, sorry, Will and Elizabeth, a better role than Captain Jack Sparrow. And he's one of Disney's best creations. So
1: could you imagine I how I felt that felt conversation like he sort of would have gone? So Johnny, uh, we've got a game coming out. <laughs> Would you like to voice the Jack Sparrow in Kingdom Hearts? Kingdom it's, Hearts. We know it's not usually what, what you'd usually do, but you know we we think it'd be really good for you to, to take this role.
0: Yeah, take take this role. Don't don't go make some multi-million-dollar movies with Tim Burton. Come join us. It's a happy yeah.
1: children's game, you know. Well,
0: uh... <laughs> that's right up Johnny Depp's t- <laughs> right up Johnny Depp's alley. Oh, all right. So, um, you want to take this next question from Dark Sky Kingdom?
1: Sure. So, Dark Sky Kingdom asks, have you ever had some major detail about Kingdom Hearts games spoiled for you before it came out? If so, what was the biggest spoiler you came across?
0: Um, I mean, I hate spoilers, like, worse than anything. I'm currently avoiding Persona 4 spoilers like the plague, but it's really hard. You can't even Google the series and not see something on the front page. But during the Kingdom Hearts 2 release... I remember that I was really impatient and I was also really big on live journal back then in looking through icons and stuff. And I think the biggest spoiler I saw was, and I guess general warning spoilers for Kingdom Hearts 2, is like Riku's new look at the end of the second game. I saw him as in his Xehanort form. And I also saw several screenshots from the ending, and I was, like, kicking myself forever because one or two screenshots from that ending, and you pretty much know the gist of it. They're back at Destiny Islands, everything's happy. I was very sad that I saw that before the game came out, but to be honest, I was sort of asking for it the way I was looking for everything.
1: I think that's one of the big things about Kingdom Hearts as well, because they always put in, like, secret trailers at the end, and everyone always posts them online
0: I think the secret trailer that requires like 100% or whatever is always online within 24 hours, and I wonder how the heck people did that.
1: I always try to avoid uh, looking at stuff when when I'm really interested in a game. Like, I remember when Metal Gear Solid 4 was coming out, I just tried to avoid everything about it so that when I played it, it would be completely new and I wouldn't have any expectations. And given my line of work that is slightly interesting, Considering I have to write about stuff. <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always said that, you know, I never wanted to be on, like, main staff on a Kingdom Hearts site, even though I did end up doing that later. Because then I would be forced to watch things and screen them before I post them as news.
1: But luckily, I have other people I
0: can That's throw That's what happened,
1: because I used to, like, help run AdventChildren.net and um, like people just if there was one tiny piece of information it would just be everywhere and the square Enix were a lot different then than they are now they literally spoiled the whole film before it came out yeah this is every single character that's going to be in it these are why they're in it this is everyone's motivations blah 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 blah
0: yeah you know what drove me nuts is that everybody knew that the guy in the wheelchair was rufus before the movie came out when that was like a big reveal thing Although the one thing I th- I think we didn't see was like him when he actually took the cloak off, but still,
1: uh, I, uh, yeah. it's kind of funny now though, because Square Enix have gone the other way, so they don't really release anything about anything, and everyone complains because they don't release enough information about the games.
0: Because, they- <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, it's coming out. Oh 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 okay. <laughs> when did that happen? With a
1: game last, I think it came out last year. Um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles: Echoes of Time was announced about three months before it came out. And they, no one knew anything about it whatsoever. And they were like, they just announced it at some random show. It wasn't even at Jump Fester or TGS or anything like that. I think they just announced it in a magazine. Uh, and uh, yeah. it was like, okay, there's a game coming out in three months.
0: That nobody had any clue about. It did terribly. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's kind of good because then you don't have long to wait. But still then you can't get anybody real excited about I mean, it. And what's
1: worse is like Final Fantasy XIII where like four years before they announced it and then they were giving information out maybe like once every six months and like versus 13, I mean, there were the big questions before. Uh, I mean, that was the whole thing about TGS because they released that crappy gameplay test thing so that people wouldn't think the verses had actually stopped development because there'd been so little information about it
0: frankly if they keep things much more secret about versus 13 i'm gonna start to think that they're kind of you know getting too big for their bridges because you can't hold expectations for going on let's see yeah next may it'll be five years since we saw the first trailer and that is way too long
1: If, if what they're saying is anything to go by they haven't really done much work on it which is quite concerning
0: so next question is from our good buddy Charles the Fenrir Uh, with a birth by sleep PSP bundle announced for North American release this fall do you think we'll be fortunate enough to see a limited edition bundle like Japan did or is that pushing it
1: the short answer here I would say is yes I do think we will see one purely because there was one for Dissidia and Crisis Core so
0: yeah yeah I just I feel like Japan gets all the goodies, like a couple months ago, I wanted to order the um second Guren Lagan film, and they actually just released a limited edition quote unquote bundle in um America, but their idea of limited edition is having decently prettier box art and like one extra disc with.
1: Oh, yeah. and up the I mean, it's getting like, every game these days has the limited edition, and like, sometimes they're even for the same price, and you, you just get like, a tin box instead of a plastic one. It's like, great.
0: I got that for 12 yeah. <laughs> the only nice thing about limited edition strategy guides is that sometimes you get an art book, which is always appreciated, like, I have the Kingdom Hearts 2 one, which has Jiminy's Journal, I have the 12 one, which has the art book for the game, but other than that, I wouldn't want to spend big bucks if I'm not going to get something awesome. Like Japan always gets like a t-shirt, uh, a uh, potion beverage, a crazy huge box that you can use for other things. Uh, I think for Crisis Core, they were giving out like a Shinra ID thing.
1: Yeah. Stuff like that. I, mean, I remember when I got Final Fantasy 8 and I got the limited edition of that and I got like a Final Fantasy 8 t-shirt and some posters and stuff in there. So that was pretty nice.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's back when they had a bigger budget and they weren't putting it all to putting games off for five years. So, I, I mean, I think that a limited edition wouldn't be crucial. I think that, you know, just having a bundle at all is all we can ask from America and the UK. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I don't know if they, in Japan, they did, because for City* and Crisis Core, they did special PSPs. So they had um, the insignias on Correct. the PSPs and stuff. So Which was pretty if, awesome. Yeah, I don't know if they did that in Japan for a Birth by Sleep.
0: I got to hold the the Crisis Core, the the one that they only made, I think, seven thousand seven hundred seventy seven models of. Um, someone imported Crisis Core and got that that PSP. So <laughs> my hands have held that PSP. It it felt awesome, man. <laughs> I didn't understand any of the attacks though, because that was before I started taking
1: Japanese, but good times you should have quietly snuck it into your pocket and just pretended that it was never there it, no what what are you talking what's what's crisis core i i'm
0: blonde i can pass off as you know a ditz, sort of so next is our kingdom hearts music section and i'm gonna toss this one to daryl because he actually has a part in working on this music piece so take it away
1: Um, this is there's actually a, a i guess i got a kind of nice story about this um for anyone who's visited squaresound.com there is something on there called the unofficial Kingdom Hearts Piano Collections which is done by Josh Barron and a couple of years ago now I think it might have been like 2005 2006 um, I was actually kind of working on that with him so he did the composition and I I was going to produce it but we only ever did one track like that and that was Dearly Beloved so that is going to be our music for this episode which is Dearly Beloved by Yoko Shimomura, obviously, and arranged by Josh Barron and produced by me.
0: <laughs> Which is really funny because five years ago when I first played Kingdom Hearts 1, I the first thing I did was go and look for sheet music because I already knew that they had Final Fantasy sheet music. And I think I have his arrangements of Destiny Islands, um, Hollow Bastion, Dearly Beloved, all his awesome arrangements. So, I, it, small world that Daryl was working on that four years before I met him <laughs> so hope you guys enjoy that alright so uh, we are going to have our outro now and big shout out to our podcast editor and producer which is Brian Arnold thank you so much and you can catch us on iTunes and the next show will be on June 29th uh, listeners please send us ideas whatever you want to tell us and uh, questions on the gaming dot net forums under Kingdom Hearts Union and uh, want to say your goodbyes Daryl
1: sure I wish everyone a fond farewell.
0: And this is Lauren saying goodbye. This has been a GamingUnion.net production.